This is The Shift with Drex On Demand. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's The Shift. Thanks for being here. 877-399-9898. If you have any text messages that you want to fire at Blaine Kylo, uh, now would be the time to do that. And then we will play um, bumper stumpers with Blaine if you have anything that you want to ask him, because why not? We'll just throw it at him. He's smart. He knows all the things. Let's get started with our technological world. Blaine Kylo, my man. It's Hi, a big Shane. day today. Blaine, you must be excited. So much going on. Wow. Like, we probably should just book the hour now for this. Hey, I've got uh, I've got time. Like, seriously, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the, um, the uh, yeah, there's so much going on. And I was sort of hoping we had, we had, I'm going to, I'll confess to you a bit of a story that we were trying to go with. Um, at this moment in time in Alberta, it's November 12th. It's still November 11th on the left coast. But we were hoping, Jason and I had this plan where I was going to give him my credit card. And then I was going to say, well, here, you go online shopping for some of these uh, game consoles that are going on sale on November 12th while I talk to Blaine. And then if we get one, we'll all celebrate. But turns out it's air quotes late morning that the PS5 and all these things are going on sale. So I was kind of hoping to have some inside scoop on this, Blainer. Well, I can tell you that if you don't already have your pre-order in, you might be sad. Um, because of COVID-19 and supply chain problems over the past few months, there's limited supply of both the Xbox Series X, S and Series X and the PS5. Um, when pre-orders went live a couple of weeks ago, they were all used up in a matter of minutes, and people had lots of problems trying to lock one down. Um, and right now, I think that both Xbox and PlayStation are saying that they're hoping to get more stock so that they can fulfill deliveries in December. Um some retailers might have retained some stock that they didn't pre-order sell so that they could fill orders from people who are looking to go uh, on the day. But the, the issue is no retailers want lineups. I mean, once upon a time, there would be big celebration lineups outside stores in the lead-up to the consoles being released. Yep. But nobody wants that because of the coronavirus best buy has actually said explicitly we're not selling it in stores we will only sell it online and deliver it to you so it's a completely different experience this time i think it's smart i mean i think they're adapting and and looking responsible too and and it's an in-demand item that's going to be you know gobbled up in a second anyway it's it's not like we're uh, the days of the cabbage patch kids wrestling matches from the 80s you know those days of sort of long gone except for opportunities to market it and show how cool it is that everyone's lined up for the new iPhone or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and, and those visuals, I mean, they are 
media loved them and the brands loved them more because you can't get better sales. You, you can't get better promotion than a lineup around the block, people waiting for a new product. Um, I'll, I'll confess that I don't actually have either of the new consoles yet. Um, I expect them. I expect to be getting them. But again, because supply has been limited, even media sup supplies to media have been limited too. So I have nothing hands-on to talk about with either the Xbox Series SX or the PS5. Uh, I expect to be able to talk about them next week, however. Yes, and that is one hell of a TV that you'll be trying them on that I hope we get to hear about uh, coming up soon, yeah, too. I'm so, I, I've got a shout out to Samsung because I, I have an old 1080p. It's and it was nice when I got it. But one of the things about the new consoles is 4K um, HDR gameplays with high refresh rates. Uh, and I just don't have a TV that can do that. So Samsung has loaned me a 75-inch beast of a TV here, one of their QLED series. And yeah. that is what I'll be doing my gaming assessments on. Yeah, it's on your Twitter, Solocore, uh, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S. Um, you can see Blaine's picture of his TV. Let's hope they forget to ask for it back because it's a, it's a beauty. Yeah, some, something tells me they keep track of these things, but we'll see. Well, you never know. Stop tweeting about it, Blake. Maybe they'll forget. <laughs> you never know. All right, computers, let's get started into the uh, rundown of the items for the program today. Apple is going into the chip business. See you later, Intel. Yeah, the, the Apple Silicon's been around for a while, and the A14 Bionic chip, which is Apple Silicon, is used in the iPhones and iPads right now. Um, and they've been talking for a while about transitioning out of the Intel chips to the Apple Silicon. And yesterday, in an online press briefing, uh, they revealed three models of computers that are all going to be using the new Apple M1 chip. This is what they call a system on chip. So as a, you used to have different chips to different jobs. So you'd have a, a computer processing chip, an input-output chip, a graphics processing unit. But now they're putting all of these on the same chip. So the M1 has got an 8-core CPU up to an 8-core GPU and a 16-core neural engine, which is Apple's software on hardware that helps with machine learning. And they're all on the one chip. The benefit to this is you can actually have faster processing because everything's closer together, and you can run it uh, quieter and not as hot. It's supposed to be a much more efficient way of doing um, computing. And so three new things, MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro, a 13-inch size, and a Mac Mini are all available for pre-order now. They're going to be shipping next week. Apple is beginning the transition to Apple Silicon in their computers. And what they're promising is way faster computers, better battery life, and less heat being generated, especially in the laptop. So maybe you won't have your, your thighs warming up too much when you're running a MacBook Pro. Or maybe they will warm up because it's running so well. <laughs> yeah, heat for diff completely different reasons. 
That's right. Um, it makes sense, though, as opposed to having their own board and uh, bolting an Intel chip to it, they can completely integrate it, save space, make it more efficient. It's kind of cool. Yeah, right. it, it helps with the engineering and, you know, better battery life in particular is something that I think is, is really going to be a thing. It does require the software developers to make some changes to their software. Um, Apple ran a, a video with a bunch of testimonials of software developers saying that it was pretty easy for them to make the changes that they need so that the their software can run on the M1 chip. The idea is, is that software going forward is going to be universal. So it will be able to be run on Intel-based Macs as well as M1-based Macs. And I think that by next year, most of the major software developers will be fulfilling that promise. All right, Black Friday. We're uh, TikTok, TikTok to Black Friday. Uh, speaking of lineups outside stores, Black Friday wrestling videos are usually pretty good too. They, what can they we look can forward be. to for 2020 without a Black Friday and no more wrestling videos? Yeah, so Best Buy already mentioned that they're not selling the new consoles in stores at all. You can only get them online. But they also, in recognition of the pandemic, have started Black Friday early. So a lot of the pricing that would normally not hit until November 27th is available now. And Best Buy Canada is saying that if you do, if there is a price drop of the thing that you buy now, you'll get that difference refunded to you. Um, if you do really want to be in the store, they've created a system where you can join the lineup digitally so you don't actually have to be in the crowd. I don't, they're not calling it a reservation system because I don't think it's true reservation. It's, it's, it's a queuing system that you can do digitally so that you can sit in your car as opposed to having to actually be in a line until it's your turn to go in. And they've also turned all their stores into fulfillment centers so they can commit to next day delivery in major cities in Canada and two day shipping almost everywhere else. And I think that that's just a clever use of your space. If you've got stores and there are fewer people in them, well, use them as um, shipping and delivery centers so that you can get things to people. Yeah, they've got the real estate to do it, which is cool, which is the opposite of Amazon. Amazon didn't have the real estate. So it's kind of interesting how they're both kind of going the same way. Yeah, um, and, and Ikea, I, Ikea is an interesting story too because they've got these um, symphonics, symphonic speakers and speaker lamps that they create in partnership with Sonos and wireless yeah. charging solutions. Like they've got desk lamps that have a wireless charging base on them. Yeah. Um, they're pushing their sellback program for Black Friday. So IKEA has got this thing where if you've got gently used furniture and things like that that you purchase there that you're not using anymore, you can sell those things back to IKEA, which they will then either sell in the as-is departments or donate to needy groups. And you get a credit, an in-store credit to purchase other things. The Black Friday sellback program that IKEA Canada is running gives you up to double the credit for the things that you're selling back. So again, an interesting twist on what's happening on Black Friday this year. So many industries are finding that that double-end marketplace of reselling some of those products to other stores and um, being able to, to do that. It's kind of like eBay has turned Kijiji into a you know billion dollar industry industry alone, and um, and everybody wants a piece of that puzzle. So it's it's kind of cool stuff. I like where yeah, it's going. It's, it's creative. It's, it's keeping things in the supply chain, right? It's it's the reusing right. part of the three R's and making money at it, and yeah, uh, well, which that's is cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what they do best. All right. Um, Asus ROG Zephyrus G15, mouthful of a gaming laptop? Yeah, ROG stands for Republic of Gamers. This is Asus's line of laptop computers that are designed for gamers. And while I'm not talking about the new consoles, I do want to talk about this laptop because people play games on Windows computers. And of the laptop gaming systems that are out there, the Zephyrus G15 is one of the best. It's got the latest NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2060 graphics card. It's got a really nice 15.6 inch display with a minimal bezel. Um, and it's, and it's portable. It's just over two kilograms, 20 millimeters of thickness. So it, it's, it's really portable and it delivers amazing gaming. So you don't have to be playing games on, uh, one of the new consoles. I was using the G15 over the past couple of weeks to get into my Steam library to play games on Google Stadia, and I also used it to play games from the cloud using Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And so it gives me an entirely new way of being able to play the games that I like to play. It's also good because I can use it for work. It doesn't scream gaming system, so I can still look like a professional if I'm out there in the world. It's got a nice subdued design to it, um, and it's got a nice crisp keyboard. So if I'm writing and editing audio, it works just fine. So yeah, if you're looking for Windows gaming and you want something portable, the Zephyrus G15 from Asus's Republic of Gamers is certainly worth a look. I like the uh, the way that you said that. I mean, it still looks like a professional laptop. Some of the gaming things are just so flamboyant with lights and stuff that you know it's you can't always take that into the boardroom. No, and you know it, uh, there there is one thing. There is one drawback, especially these days with the G15. It does not have a webcam built into it. They say that it's because there's not enough of a bezel around to fit the camera into. Whatever the case may be, most people have external webcams clipped on anyway. It's just one thing that is missing. All right. Let's move on to the last piece of the Blaine Kylo puzzle. Marvel's Marvel Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. A completely new experience in a familiar setting. Let's get the clip. You think you can beat the tinker? Roxo, you can't. Every time I think I got this Spider-Man thing figured out, something goes wrong. Miles, our family doesn't give up. Whenever you say Spider-Man, you always mean the other one. You're Spider-Man. You can fix this your way. All right, Blaine, Kylo, we have a couple of uh, text questions that I want to get to before we're done. So tell us about this new game. This is a PlayStation exclusive coming from Insomniac Games. It's it's a sequel to a game that came out in 2018 that I really loved. And if you didn't already get it, there this is a world, a New York, that where there are multiple Spider-Mans. So in the first game, you were playing the Peter Parker Spider-Man, but now you're playing the Miles Morales Spider-Man. And Miles has got completely different powers. He's got bioelectricity that he can manipulate. He can turn himself invisible. And more importantly, he moves completely differently from how Peter Parker did. And one of the things about these games that is so 
enticing for me is being able to fly through the city itself, literally just slinging webs and zooming around. And because Miles moves so very differently than Peter Parker, it feels completely different when you're going through that space. The other thing that makes this really different is just in how that the, the little details that Insomniac has put into this world. So there's a um, mural art all over the place, including a great big mural for Black Lives Matter. That's something that we wouldn't have seen a couple of years ago, but it's a little detail that really signifies how different this game is. Miles communicates with the mural artist using um, sign language, and he and his mother are slipped between English and Spanish so simply and easily the way the trilingual and bilingual families that I know do. It's so natural and so humanist, and I think that that's really what sets this game apart from others because it's about conflict and it's about combat, but it's also about being a humanist in that world. Miles Morales is a great Spider-Man to play. Blaine Kylo at SoloCore, solocore.com. Blaine, a couple of text questions. Can we get them after the break? Will you hang on? Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back with more. It's The Shift. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's late. You're up. And so are we. You're listening to Canada's all-night conversation, The Shift. Show content and clips from The Shift with Drax. Go to theshiftwithdrax.ca.